Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. This is Sue Meyer. And before we get started today, I just wanted to remind you that we have some wonderful teaching tools on our website, Homeopathy for Mommies. Our crash course for the book Homeopathy for Mommies is available as well as the MRSA course. Now we're super excited that we've just introduced the Homeoprophylaxis course which will help you to understand homeopathy and how it's used to immunize your family. Whether you start your children as infants in the Homeoprophylaxis course to immunize them against world's disease or whether you use the Homeoprophylaxis technique for your older children and even for other adults. It's a wonderful course that teaches from the ground up how to use homeopathy to immunize your family. Thank you. Now, let's get started with today's show. I thought we would talk about an email I received today, and I thought, you know what? It's just fun to sometimes just chat and not really have a serious agenda. (laughs) So um, I wanted to address this email that this young lady had written, and she said that she's a mother of three a single mother of three, and that she would like my bread recipe, the mother-in-law's bread recipe that my daughter-in-law wrote down and put on Facebook somewhere. And I called my daughter-in-law and I said, okay, if you wouldn't mind sending me the recipe that you actually wrote down so that we're in sync here, I says, because honestly, I never do anything the same way twice. I don't follow recipes. (laughs) I just, it actually pains me to have to put my glasses on and read a recipe. So I don't. I like to tweak it a little bit so that we have a little different flavor every time. (laughs) Even at the store, my breadsticks are never the same any day of the week. It's kind of funny. And so she said she would send that to me. And if you want to go ahead and log on, you can get the recipe yourself. I'm just going to go through and talk about how I make it and my experience with bread making. When I was a little girl, there was uh, I had two older brothers, a brother right behind me, and then a sister, and then another brother. And 10 years down the road comes my baby sister. So us first six kids were really quite close in age. And my dad was a farmer. We ran 1,500 acres in Michigan between Lansing and Jackson. So the winters, he was a crop farmer, but we also had 150 hogs, farrowing sows. And so my brothers did most of the barn work. My mom and I, and sometimes my little sister got involved, but we raised a few calves because my dad liked to have cash crops, you know, cash things on hand so that he could, and we'd raise the calves and it was fun for us girls. And anyway, we had a really nice life. I say a really nice life. It was a good, wholesome life. We all worked hard. And of course, my mom, (laughs) she always was trying to keep up with my dad and keep a halfway decent house. And my dad would have, we had a CB in the house and my dad would have one in the tractor and he'd, my mom might be canning or making supper or whatever she would be doing. And the CB would come on and my mom would have to drop what she was doing and run parts out to the field, go get parts and then run them to my dad. And so she was a pretty good gopher for my dad because he, no grass ever grew under my dad's feet. And like I said, we worked hard and then we played hard. So on the weekends, we had our horses and we did a lot of horse shows. 
throughout the summer and we would go swimming a lot and we went camping a lot. We'd take our horses and we would go to a little camp called Waterloo and we'd, we would have so much fun. It was close enough that my, my dad and brothers could run home and do chores and then come back again. So it was like 40 miles. And so they would do that. And with hogs, that was that was something that we could do because it wasn't like milk cows where you had to be there exactly the same time every day. Anyway, so we had a really good life and the summers were just full of just fun. Like I said, we also, my dad rented oh, over a thousand acres. And then again, he we had a lot of hay, a lot of small grains, and all the hay was put up in small squares. So my brothers and I would, were dad's helpers. <laughs> I always felt like I was helping, but I, I wasn't that much help. My little brother could out throw me two to one bale of hay. Anyway, it was really fun. And in the winters, my dad would bake bread. So Saturday morning was bread baking day, and I would get up and I would help my dad. And I would, he would always have like, he always made eight to 10 loaves as well on, or at least six loaves and on Saturdays to get us through the week. And he would teach me to knead. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. And my dad was, he still to this day is an excellent bread baker. He's, he does still bake bread. And so anyway, he taught me to bake bread. And then when I got married at 18, moved out, we had a wood cook stove. I kid you not. We had a wood cook stove and it had warming ovens on the side. And I'm like, oh, honey, this would be perfect. I can, I can raise my bread in these, you know, little doors. And well, I didn't know how to run a wood cook stove that well. We had one when I lived on the farm, but we also had a gas oven that we used. And we didn't usually bake bread in the wood cook stove. That was more for keeping things warm. And then we always kept a pot of hot water on there to kind of keep air in, or moisture in the air during the winter months. Anyway, I tried learning to bake bread and I when I put the bread in those warming ovens, it would it turned it rock hard <laughs> because it was too dry and like I said, I didn't know how to run a wood cook stove and my husband was not real efficient with manning the vents and things like that and oh I would cry <laughs> and so anyway I, I quit trying to use the wood cook stove and I went to the gas range. Well actually we had didn't have a gas range at that time when we lived on the farm. We had a electric oven so I just went to baking my bread in the oven but it still was not that great but I did not give up okay I kept (laughs) I kept working at it and I eventually came up with a recipe that was literally fail safe okay (laughs) and that's the one that my daughter-in-law is put on Facebook she goes can I get your recipe and I laughed at her and so I says if you want my recipe I says you can watch me bake this bread and then you can write it down but don't stop me and don't ask what I'm doing because then I'll lose my train of thought and I won't I'll mess the recipe up so while I was talking to her I mixed up this bread and I needed this huge dough ball which was like I say I always make 10 loaves at a time anyway she wrote it all down and apparently that's the recipe that I will put on here with you but the thing is is nowadays I I would use sprouted spelt or sprouted flour if I could get my hands on her at least partially but one of the really cool secrets to making bread is you always use certified non-GMO or organic okay flour and it really doesn't matter what kind of flour you're using as long as it's not bromated not bleached you know like I said organic or at least certified non-GMO so you you want to start with a really good quality flour and this cool thing is is if you take that flour and you soak it overnight so pour in your liquids and then I don't care how many loaves you're going to make just whatever the flour recipe kind of calls for you take that much flour put it in your bowl and you put your liquids in not your egg or your your yeast or your sugar or anything like that just just the liquid and you can put your oil in there if you want to as well but I would just put just the milk and water and put that in let it soak overnight then the next day you put the rest of the ingredients in 
and then your with your yeast and everything else and then you finish it off and that's when I finish it off with the all-natural white non-gmo flour so I like to start with the you know I put my I soak my whole wheat overnight and then finish it off with the white natural white flour but anyway um, I would so that would be Sunday night if you could throw your flour on the counter and put your liquids in it and the next morning make a big batch of organic whole rolled oats and if you belong to a co-op or I mean I wish you could come here to my store and pick it up but if you belong to a co-op you can, you have access to organic whole rolled oats make sure they're organic folks because seriously you can taste the difference the quality is better you get the nutrition from the organic versus the not organic it's just it's night and day hands down night and day so get the organic whole rolled oats make a big pot of oatmeal for breakfast and make sure you have extra and then you add that to your bread dough after I, I would beat it with a mixer after the kids got done with breakfast I would take the leftover oatmeal and even if I didn't get around to mixing it up for a couple hours that was fine just beat this the even if it's cold beat it up with a mixer or just take a potato masher and just beat it by hand because sometimes my mixer was on the fritz <laughs> and I did so I would just beat it by hand and with a potato masher and then I would add that to my bread dough just before I finish it off with the white flour and then I would knead that whole big huge ball of dough cut it up roll it into little balls set it aside and then let them stand for 10 minutes and then roll out my bread and I like I would tell the grandkids you know it's like even my little girls I let them help mommy roll out the bread so I actually take a roller and I'd squeeze out all the air bubbles after I had let it stand and then we just tuck under the edges just nice and neat I would love to do a little video for you it would be so fun but anyway I don't I'm not techie that way so I can't do that but and I would just tell the girls okay now pick it up and we put it in the oiled bread pan with our hands I said just treat it like a little baby and they would put it in there and then they tuck the edges all under nice and pretty and then we'd put you know a little oil over the top of it and and then just let it rise until it was double and throw it in the oven at three 350 for like 30 minutes and you'd have perfect bread I kid you not every time it was just awesome so that's what we would do and I like I said this recipes fail safe and anybody can make it I have a friend and her name is Becky and she'll if she ever listens to this she'll know who I'm talking about because I mentioned her after I had met her down in Omaha okay this woman I was so impressed now I was raised on a farm my dad did all these natural things I mean I've made my own cottage cheese I've made my own hard cheese I've made. I, I used to do all of those things I actually kind of quit making the hard cheese after I messed up a batch one time it's like oh it was so much work and I <laughs> I messed it up so but you could still make mozzarella and all these other really it was just wonderful I had a like I said this 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 life on the farm with my cows and my kids and it was a fun life but all things change right so now I'm blah blah blind <laughs> and I'm running a little store and it's it's all good it's it's all good but this woman when I met her she was she's an RN and lives in suburbia I America I I kid you not you look out this beautiful home oh my goodness beautiful home beautiful neighborhood but tiny little yards in one big beautiful home snuggled up next to another one in this entire s suburb and you walk in her home neat as a pin and beautiful and her projects oh my goodness she so she used to be an RN she's she stays home and homeschools her kids now but what she does for feeding her family was so impressive I'm like oh my goodness Becky I am so impressed she buys her own grain she soaks it she 
to sprout it, re-dries it, grinds it, makes your own bread. She made me a sandwich. I mentioned this on another podcast once upon a time. It was so delicious. I, I can't even describe how delicious it was. And I keep thinking I would love to have her help me make a wonderful podcast telling all of you how to do this. I know she re- reads the Sally Fallon book, or she read the Sally Fallon book, Nourishing Traditions. I sell this in my store, and everybody should know about it. It's an amazing book. And like I said, it's kind of the way I grew up. I have to admit, my folks did not make some of the recipes in there, like the fish head soup. I just, I guess it's good if it's made right, but we never wasted anything either. And my dad even tells the story of my great grandma, um, you know, because everybody always butchered their own hogs and their own cattle and everything else like that. And nothing got wasted, nothing. But I, I can honestly say we did not use the tail of the hog for greasing up the griddle on the wood cook stove. <laughs> my dad said my great grandma, she had a pigtail hanging right on the wall up above the stove and back of the stove. And when she wanted to grease the griddle, she just grabbed that hog tail and she just rubbed the griddle with it. <laughs> just grease it right up. We never did that. Okay. <laughs> but you know what? Hog lard fat is a perfect fat if it's not adulterated with toxins and GMO and all these other bad things, you know, because we went for so many years and it, and the medical world told us, don't eat fat. It's so bad for you. You don't eat. Now they're telling us, oh my gosh, eat fat or your brain cells will suffer. Your whole body will suffer. You know, it's like I say, contradiction after contradiction, right? But anyway, I was really impressed with this young mother in this world of ours where she chose to stop working and raise her family and go to the bare bones basics. I mean, her pantry was just all basic, solid food ingredients, and she made the most delicious meals. It was just incredible. And so I just, you know, my hat's off to her because she is doing everything exactly right. And this other young mom that sent me this email, this single mother of three, she too said that she is working really hard to get back to the basics, start baking bread. She says, I have just joined a fresh farm milk group that my homeopathic doctor suggested. And now my autistic daughter loves milk when she never liked it after nursing. Thank you for making these podcasts. Isn't that sweet? I have been listening to them for the last three months and listened to them over and over and over. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> to help teach myself all that you say. It's just, it's wonderful. I really appreciate these kind words. And like I said, it's that's what this is all about. And I guess we just never know God's plan in our lives, do we? And I look back and I can I can remember actually my dad would say, as long as that wood stove is going, you can heat water on it and you can use it for dishes because it was otherwise it was wasted energy. Do you see what I'm saying? So and I used to say, I think to myself, why do we have to go to all this extra work to do something that we can just turn the faucet on for and we have hot water? But you know what? It was the best lessons in the world when my dad made us go the extra step, made us do something that really didn't need to be done just for the sake of doing it, just to teach us how to work hard and to appreciate the things that that we had in this world. And he did teach us how to work hard. And now I look back and I'm so thankful for those years. And your kids will question you as well. (laughs) But don't feel guilty. Just quietly say to them, you're going to do it because I say it needs to be done. This is the way I want it done. When you're in charge, you can do it your way. But for now, let's do it my way. That's exactly what my dad used to say. (laughs) And when we question that authority, whoo-hoo. But anyway, I just wanted to share this with you. And I, like I said, I want you to go ahead and sign in so that you can get the rest bread recipe as well. And 
make bread with your family. It's honestly, I think making bread is one of the most exciting family events that can really happen in the heart of the home because everyone will get involved. And even if they don't get involved, like the little red hen, you know, with the, <laughs> with, with the planting and the, sew, with the sewing and the, and the harvesting and the grinding, even if they don't get involved in all that, you can be sure when they smell that hot bread and that fresh butter, oh my gosh. They're going to come running and you are going to be the best mom or the best dad or the best grandma in the whole wide world because there is nothing, nothing that smells better than fresh bread and tastes better and is more nourishing when it's made the right way. That's, you know, when I, I think about, you know, when Jesus was on the mountain and the devil tempted him with a loaf of bread, it's like, seriously, that to me, to say no, and even throughout life, to say no to something that is so enticing that smell of fresh bread, unbelievable. And there's a reason that God used the loaf of bread for us. Because it, it, like I said, that smell touches something so deep in us that it's basic. Anyway, I just, it brought all new meaning to that, that sermon when I, when I heard that after I had started baking bread and started becoming appreciative of the wholesomeness of real bread. I know you hear everywhere, don't eat wheat, wheat's poison, so on and so forth. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously you limit it, everything in moderation, but grains are very nourishing, especially when they're made properly. So do have your grains, but make them the right way. All right, I'm gonna let you go. I've probably blah, blah enough. <laughs> but just, just enjoy your life, enjoy your family because time passes so quickly, you're going to blink and you're going to be an old lady sitting here <laughs> talking to the wall. <laughs> oh, may God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com. Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.